0: I'm <laughs> going back to Let's Be Nerds. We are on episode 11 and it is going to be a great episode. With me today, I have Gordon, I have Lazette, and I have Drew. How are you guys doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing pretty okay.
0: Pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little tired, but
1: other than that, I- I'm ready to get this session
2: going.
0: All Listen, right, we, that, need, we need the hype train.
2: Yeah, that didn't sound very enthusiastic, Gordon. <laughs>
0: This is an exciting episode. Everyone's bringing something really awesome to the table. I need a little bit better energy for, than that.
2: Do I need give me a, like five minutes? Do I need to DoorDash <laughs> okay. you some coffee or something to get some caffeine in you?
1: I could, could eat coffee, so no, please don't.
0: <laughs> I imagine what would like? I guess DoorDash would be local. Because like, so I was thinking, imagine like from where you're at DoorDashing something the whole way to PA. Could you imagine? you probably local. <laughs> <like, laughs>
2: yes i'm gonna send somebody five hours up to you guys
0: listen one day when we have the budget
2: yes
0: (laughs) drew how are you buddy i'm great i'm excited i got a lot of things on
3: my mind to talk about it's been pretty it's been a great day playing video games
0: this is your second full episode so like that's pretty exciting
3: i am pretty excited
0: well we are glad to have you and I am excited to jump into what we have to talk about. Again, today we are going to be doing one of our multi-topic episodes, which is going to be a recurring theme throughout this podcast. And I'm excited because I think we really all brought our A-game with this one. So before we spend too much time, I say we just hop right in and get going. Gordon, you went to the movies last night. I Tell us all about it.
1: One second, Steve. Lizette, how are you doing? He rudely just forgot to ask.
0: <laughs> did I really ignore Lizette?
2: Yes, you did.
0: Oh god. Okay, well we have to take this out after we do it. No, I'm, just
2: <laughs> I'm good. Um, it's it's all good, guys. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> this is how
0: our family treats each other.
2: <laughs> exactly. So you know, if it didn't even register. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. It's all good. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I know i'm here well leza as always it's great to hear your voice and it's great to have you here and i apologize for skipping over
2: you <laughs> oh. all right gordon tell us about this movie so
1: yeah i did go to the movies last night it was uh late showing it's uh i think it's pronounced shung lin or something like that it's the new morpher movie that just came out uh Shunlin and the Ten Rings, something along those lines. I it's the first movie I think to come out for Marvel in the fourth stage. And Okay,
0: listen, if you're it's Shang Chi and the Legend <laughs> of the Ten Rings. You saw this in cinema, you paid for a ticket with it stamped on it, and you watched the entire movie. You've gotta get it right.
1: He called himself Sean the entire movie, okay? I'm sorry.
0: Okay, go on. <laughs>
1: I I don't know the names, but it, it was a it was a really good movie. I a good way to kick off the stage four, and it they it, they made it a longer movie to introduce more of a more storytelling to give you more of a background. In my opinion, instead of just getting like throwing us in, introducing the characters and going getting straight to the point, it goes through a little bit of the upbringing of the characters to their childhood and the, hmm, how to say this, spoiler free, and the uh, emotions that led the children, the main characters, to where they were where the movie officially takes place in the present, after the snap and everyone comes back from Endgame and Infinity Wars and all that fun stuff. It's it's hard it's hard for me to talk about movies without spoiling anything because I know none of you have seen it. I don't want to spoil it for any of you. I don't want to spoil it for any of our audience.
0: I appreciate that, but right now it sounds like you went to the movie and fell asleep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not really like... giving us much. Well, you see, you, really kick, want... you kick this off, and now in the entire episode, I'm going to be coming for you. So just, <laughs> just to let you know.
1: Well, what I really want to talk about is how is the end credit scene for this? As everyone knows, every Marvel movie, the good guys win every time. That's mm-hmm. that's just how it goes. A little annoying, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except for that one time in Infinity War where they
0: kind of lost and then... The best but... part. Mr. Stark, yeah. I don't feel so good. Oh, it breaks my heart it. every time. It's uh, the best thing they ever did. It anything that twice. ever... If Tom Holland, I will protect him. He deserves rights. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's my favorite Spider-Man to be honest.
0: Same here. And but... I was a big Tobey Maguire fan. Yes. So was I. Yeah, oh Yeah.
1: But I um I like this end credit scene because uh, it introduced... Um, I'm going to say this name wrong, Steve, and you're going to yell at me for it. I think it's Wong. From,
0: From Doctor, Doctor Strange.
1: Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it's Wong. <laughs> why why do we say the exact <laughs> same said, thing with the exact same, <laughs> with the exact same tone? <laughs> um, is that point.
2: Because we nope. operate on the same wavelength, Stephen?
0: <laughs> I should know this by now. <laughs> he,
1: Wong shows up in the movie like halfway through for a fight scene then disappears into his uh, magical teleporter ring thing that I don't know the sling ring teleporter thing. And then in the end credit scene, all the awesomeness dies down. Um, he contacts the main character and his girlfriend to go with them to the sanctuary to investigate the Ten Rings, and Bruce Banner and Captain Marvel's there, Marvel, a disgrace against the Marvel community. You don't speak about there. Brie Larson. This is an
0: anti-Brie Larson podcast.
1: Um, but so, those three they are there, all looking at the Ten Rings, and it's in none of their databanks, or and no one knows what they are, where they came from, or even how old they are. They're like as old as the infinity stones almost it's i think it's what they're hinting at with how old these rings were mm-hmm. and they i guess it's a little bit of a spoiler but it's nothing like about the movie they say that the rings activated a homing or a homing beacon or a beacon of sorts calling out to someone in that that Could potentially lead to in my mind that's leading to the next movie coming out Eternals and them bringing back all the Celestials into the cinematic universe I think it might be hinting towards that movie coming out and trying to give us hints towards future movies in stage 4 of the cinematic universe if that makes sense
2: I think I followed.
0: Did you know that the actor who plays Wong, his last name is actually Wong? His oh, yeah, it's B.D. Wong. Isn't that pretty cool? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I... Gordon. Was... <laughs> no, I, I understand that you're trying to be spoiler-free, but I I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's exciting.
1: Okay. It, it, yeah, I... um. They definitely played with the end credit scene a lot towards hinting towards the next step in the movies, I think, or hinting towards the next main villain for Mm -hmm. this, this stage and trying to kind of like they did with showing Thanos, like seven movies before he even showed up or like Mm -hmm. officially had a full role in the movie. I think they're trying to hint towards the next person and try to give the people who maybe read the comics and have this information an idea of this is who they're bringing in. I'm super excited to see this. I want to see how they execute it. Because as of of right now, what I'm thinking is going to happen, we went over it in the Marvel episode. All these movies are coming out, and then there's the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie coming out. I am fully believe that that movie might be another three-hour-long movie with the Loki TV show, WandaVision, Winter Soldier TV show, and every movie towards the end of the third stage has been hinting towards this Doctor Strange movie coming out. And I am super excited to see exactly what's going to happen and how long it's going to be because they could say it's a five-hour-long movie. I'm going to show up there with a fucking... Garbage bag of popcorn, ready to watch this movie.
0: (laughs) I will break... If it's going to be long, I will bust out the adult diapers. I'm not afraid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am... I'm already preparing to call off work for the day that's released, and I'm going to go watch it.
0: Yeah, that, the restaurant's going to be screwed Like when half the staff calls off to go see that movie. Oh. You're going
1: close for the day, make it a holiday. They're <laughs> so
0: going to be like, it's a national Marvel holiday. Blame, don't blame us, blame the mouse.
2: <laughs>
1: exactly.
3: I wish I could get excited for this. I wish I could. I just, I can't.
2: I, no, I'm surprised that you're not excited for the Doctor Strange movie, at least because that is your one of your favorite characters.
3: I know, it's just... It's just because it it just feels like more of the same, you know? Like, sure, it might be a new villain, but I have a feeling that everything's going to kind of happen in a similar way, and I feel like they're not really doing anything new, and I've just kind of lost that that desire to watch or to anticipate what is going to happen next. I've just lost all of it.
1: I can say with, I think, a little bit of certainty that from watching the old movies and then watching this new one, how they defeat the villain And like, it's definitely different. Like, this movie, I think, might spark a little bit more of a reaction in you, Drew, than previous movies. I think you might like this one a bit more. Because it's not, it doesn't center around people with, like, super, like, superpowers. Like, no one really has superpowers. It's, I'll say this, and when you guys go to see it, you'll know what I mean. It's like Avatar The Last Ambedder had a or The Last Airbender had a proper um, remake for the uh, live-action movie. Wow.
2: I'm really... now
1: I have questions, but okay, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Like, keep that in the back of your mind, and when they hit the scene, it's like, maybe the first 10 or 15 minutes, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it's The Avatar The Last Airbender had a proper live-action remake.
2: (laughs) Alright, well, I... (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, let's do this, not just for the co-hosts, but for the people listening. Give it a scale of 1 to 10, and should they see it in theaters? Like, is it worth, you know, not worth going? You know, wait till you can buy it. Like, give us... I,
1: I would put this movie around a 7 for the sole fact that if you're big into Marvel, it's 100% worth going to see it in theaters. Even if you don't, haven't seen every single movie up to this point, it's definitely worth going and seeing because mm-hmm. they, they put more time into the storytelling aspect, not just the action and getting to the point. Like They s- sincerely try to introduce the characters in a way that we would fully understand them in the time that they had.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, personally, I will most likely be buying a second ticket to go watch it again in theaters by myself to try to fully grasp everything I saw in that movie. Okay. If that's any idea of my opinion on the movie, I would pay to go watch it in theaters again.
2: Okay. And it's got me excited because um, my sister and I are planning on going to see it sometime in the next week or so. We're not sure exactly when. So, I'll have to get up with you once I actually know what you're talking about more specifically. We can have a spoiler discussion instead.
1: You're definitely going to have to keep in mind, Avatar The Last Airbender, you'll know what I mean.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'll pass that along to her, too, so that she can see it at the same time I do. See? Even if you don't tell her, just the, the first
1: scene where that idea popped to my like, the first fight scene, I shouldn't say first fight scene, like, the first i love stress fight scene it's a weird thing um like my first thought was oh wow they made avatar into a live action movie <laughs>
0: great
1: <laughs> Ugh. I, I definitely like the
0: movie if you if you're content with your review and analysis are we good to move on to the next topic Yeah, I guess. (laughs) You sound so defeated. I'm sorry. I'm, like, letting the wind out of your sails.
1: See, I don't really care for the... Sorry, viewers. If we all would have seen the movie, it would be a 100% spoiler full conversation right now, but they haven't seen
0: the movie yet. Yeah, and we don't want to spoil it for the viewers either. You know what I mean? Yeah, I...
1: It's been out for three days now. They They have time.
0: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) So the next topic that I want to bring up and let's just take a look here. Um, I'm going to keep it brief. This part of this podcast is we do want to delve into true crime in the future because true crime is kind of the focus of my YouTube channel and what have you. And this has a pop culture element, which I don't necessarily think our audience would be a follower of this, but I'm guilty as charged. I'm a pop culture, like aficionado. I'm like obsessed with, you know, certain things and watching certain things. And it's (sighs) when true crime meets pop culture and it happens in front of my eyes, it leads me to watch things that I would not normally watch because if it's a potential case that I would want to cover on my channel, I want to be up and aware of it. Well, something came across my radar, and it led me down a rabbit hole that I was not expecting to go down. So, has anybody ever seen the movie Aaron Brockovich? I have not. No. No. So, this film was released, I want to say, in late 1999 or early 2000s, and... It was starring Julia Roberts and it was a very successful film. And essentially what it was is Julia Roberts portrays a character um, that is essentially in the middle of like a lawsuit, so to speak. Um, She (laughs) was going against the Pacific Gas and Electric Company regarding its liability for this groundwater contamination incident. And, it's a huge profile case from the time, and it was a huge film, and I believe it won awards. I believe it put Julia Roberts, like, helped further her on the map of stardom. There was a character, like, the real life people, uh, names were changed, obviously, but there was a character in the film by the name of Eric Porter, and he was a lawyer, and he he was on the side of getting restitution and settlements for people affected by this. Well, the real life Eric Porter is a man by the name of Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi is an LA-based attorney that has, prior to recent findings, was in good standing. He uh, advocated for people that were victims of plane crashes, uh, burn victims, people that essentially didn't have a lot of resources he was the type of attorney that would take on their case with minimal charge to them in the sense of they would only have to pay him if they won the case because these people were not, you know, of financial solitude where they could afford these types of cases, procedures. It's you have to have money to afford this attorney. So, he became, like, known as the guy to go to if you didn't have enough resources and you, you knew you were wronged and you were the victim of circumstance. And he was well, well regarded in the legal community in L.A. I believe a college actually gave him a, a position where he was actually educating up-and-coming law students. He had uh, received multiple awards from the, within the community, well, <laughs> he uh, also was not so great in his private life, and he has been through a few marriages. I don't recall how many. But he, in 1999, when the film Aaron Brokovich premiered that really kind of put him in the mainstream, like outside of L.A., he married a woman named Erica. Erica would later go on in the year 2015, she would premiere on the Bravo TV show, the real housewives of Beverly Hills. And she was essentially her portrayal was that she was this pop star that wanted to make it big and had this music career. And she was all her life. She was this, you know, stay at home housewife. And now she was finally finding herself and living this like sexy pop star wannabe life. Well, has now come to the court of public opinion and actual court that money from settlements that were meant for burn victims, uh, widows and children of people that died in plane crashes, um, never received their settlement money. And her entertainment company that she started when she became you know, part of the pop culture discourse is this wannabe pop star was receiving large sums of money from the Girardi-Keese law firm. Well, people have now started coming forward, and victims, people that are waiting and waiting for this money, are finally putting their hands up and saying, we've gone broke because we have medical bills, we no longer have the sole provider of our, like the household income died in the, you know, some of them, like there was a Lion air crash, there was a Boeing 737 air crash. People were expecting this money. And there are situations where it would be reported along the same line as when Erica had joined the reality show that Tom would tell them, oh, well, let me reinvest your settlement money. I'll take it, put it in the stock market and make you even more money. In what is would be called like an estate, and he never paid them. And now the money's gone. Tom Girardi is 100% going down for this because there's a smoking gun saying he knew he misappropriated funds. This his wife divorced him prior to this all coming out, like I would say within a month before everything really. The LA Times did a giant write-up of basically all of the victims that had come forward. They pulled them all together and they told everyone's story. So conveniently, right as cameras go up for this reality show, she divorces him. As the show is currently airing right now, everything that happened six months ago with like everything coming out about how he misappropriated these funds is playing out on TV. And she's very much because of course my true crime knows had to like be buried into this. It's funny watching her interact because she's never speaking of victims. She's never speaking of, you know, the fact that the man she loved did this. It's, it's very much like she's the victim. So there's this whole thing where they think that she knew about it and it's like, she's going to probably be, you know, have to repay the assets because they claim the money's all spent potentially on her entertainment quote unquote company. And there's a huge theory that she knew all along that that was what was funding her lifestyle and she's culpable. So with all that being said, everything is alleged. My question for, aside from raising awareness about this case and the victims, my my point is reality TV is already, we all know it's trash. Are we giving platforms to people that are criminals and are we allowing them to use this platform to get away with murder and that's I guess my question because the fame and the money is ridiculous and there's all these innocent people that truly have nothing left I don't know if that makes sense what I'm getting at I just think that's a discussion I get what
3: what you're getting at I, I have to agree that people, especially in the entertainment business or any kind of a uh, like celebrity light that you get put under, I feel like a lot of people that are under that light are not good people. I feel like it's very easy when you have deep pockets; doesn't matter where the money comes from. It's very easy to hide what you what you do or have done.
0: I agree. I just I think. And I think that what we're doing is we're giving platforms to people. Like you look at like the YouTubers that have been taken down over the course of the last year for all their like ridiculous behavior. Yeah, Why it are... takes a
3: lot for them to yeah. be taken off. It's like, okay, this is like your 30th account of doing something that's like horrendous. Now we're gonna take your platform away. And then there's yeah. still people defending, like, oh, but they said sorry. It's like nah. <laughs> I don't know. They cried on know. camera
0: on their kitchen floor. Yeah. Like, no, that doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> And I Um, think we as a society have to take a look at this and be like, well, I just looked up the numbers for their latest episode. 1.22 million viewers. That's insane. Why are we giving money, attention, and a platform to people that are capable of robbing widows and children?
3: I think we start to idolize them, especially if it's like an actor. Like we idolize the roles that they have been in and we kind of see them as the roles they've played less so as the person that they actually are.
1: I was going to say something along the lines of when you give a platform like this to those kind of people and they start making it big, so to speak, it's a lot harder to go after them because the public eye of them is so, it's in such a good light that the second that anyone tries to say, Oh, they did this, they get a lot of backlash from all the fans of yeah. whatever they might be doing for example, a TV
2: show. Yeah. Yeah, And like Drew said, I think the way that media is set up right now and the way that people view a lot of these stars, I don't think people realize that what they're idolizing, like you said, is the roles that they played, not the actual person themselves. And I think a lot of people either don't know how or don't understand how to disconnect the roles that someone plays from the person that they actually are. Yes.
0: It's a good point. And I think we, like, I guess my whole point of bringing it up I mean, yes, we have a, this platform that we have is very small, but I think this needs to be shouted from the hilltops that it, it has oh, to yeah, come down sure. to, to us to re examine what our values and our morals are. And whether or not we choose to tune in, we choose to you know follow them on Instagram or whatever, I think it comes from a, because we're technically consumers so they're they're a character on t v they're promoting products, they're this, they're that, and I think when we look at something this horrendous of burn victims, widows, children, we have to self reflect and realize that we have to disassociate the character from the person and realize this person is garbage. And this could be, have been my brother, my sister, my family member that yeah. was affected by this.
2: Another, yeah. Another problem that I think people have, though, when it comes to knowing that they probably shouldn't be watching and supporting these people is you get sucked into to some degree, like, oh, I want to see what trashy, crazy thing they're going to do next. Like, what else are they going to get away with? And people aren't really thinking, like, you know, by continuing to give them attention, I'm creating an even bigger problem. Like, I'm part of the problem. At Amber Heard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At, literally <laughs> drop yeah, her Yeah, that's name what I've been and... thinking of
3: the whole time.
0: Yeah, that's another one. That's I And, uh, and...
3: Ellen the Generous. Oh. That's another one. The, and the then most... don't forget the... about all the people that Jeffrey Epstein had in his book. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a very that, common theme among celebrities sense. is doing horrendous things. And a lot of people just are fine with sweeping it on the rug and being like, hey, eh, you know, it probably didn't happen. We're just going to assume that it didn't. People yeah. always assume that celebrities are good when in actuality, most of the time they're bad.
0: Mm-hmm. I used to make fun of my parents because like at one point in our lives, they stopped going to movies. And I was like what do you mean? And I thought it was just maybe political ideology. And I'm like, well, you have to think, obviously they are going to clash with your beliefs. And I remember this very distinctly. My mom said, no, it's not about who they vote for. It's about the content of character. And she had legitimately a list of celebrities and people, whether they were a writer, a producer, an actor, she would follow the money and see like the things that they supported or the things that they had done that were reprehensible that they got away with. And she'd be like, no, I will, they'll never get a ticket price out of me. They'll never get me renting them on demand. They won't even get my viewership. And back in the day, I used to think I'm like, mom, well, at this point, you're going to never watch another TV show again. You know, and I'm thinking <laughs> it's crazy. But now as an adult reading these cases, reading stuff that's happening in real time, like you said, like the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, I get it now. And I, I, I wish that I would have understood it then because you vote with your dollar and I choose to not support people like this. Anyway, we went from happy to sad real quick. (laughs) Victims, we support you and you're heard and you're seen and we're going to move on. We're going to take a quick ad break and we're going to get into a little bit of uh, happier things, but some controversy. So it'll be good. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Okay, and we're back. So, Lizette, I think you're next. Let's – tell me what you brought to the table today.
2: All right. So, this is actually a topic that Drew brought to my attention a couple days ago. I was going to let him talk about it, but I was running short on ideas for today, so I stole it. <laughs> um So, as you guys know, I think I've mentioned this a couple times before. We actually managed to get our hands on a PS5 a little while ago. Oh, hang on one second, guys. Sure. Lucky you. Okay. Um, Sorry, I was just trying to make sure we weren't going to have a lot of background noise. Um, So, it looks like Sony is about to release or has started to release their next wave of PS5s. And hang on one second. My <laughs> iPad has decided to go haywire on me. all good.
0: Do we want to take it from the top when you get back?
2: Yeah, that's fine.
0: How's my background audio, if anybody can hear me? Yeah, I can't hear anything in your background.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard something in somebody's background, like, at the very beginning, but it was real faint. So since then, it's been nothing.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I haven't heard anything on anyone else's end. Okay.
2: So mine right. sounds good too, then. Yeah, yep. you're fine.
0: Besides the whole you speaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we're good. To yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Cordo, You started Bastard. with me, man. <laughs> you All forgot
1: right. to introduce your guest host. That's not my fault.
0: She's not my guest host. She's my full-time co, like full-time co-host. So
1: same difference.
0: <laughs> All right, so we'll take it from the top. In five, four, three, two one and we're back so Lizette, I'm excited to hear what you have to say tell us what you brought to the table
2: alright so this is an issue that Drew brought to my attention a couple days ago um, I was saving it for him to talk about but I was out of ideas for today so I stole it um, so as I've mentioned to you guys a couple of times before we managed to get our hands on a PS5 about two months ago I'd say Yeah, two to three months ago um with that being said it looks like Sony is about to roll out their next wave of PS5s or they may have started already because um, a couple people have managed to get their hands on them now something that Sony was saying about these this new wave is that it would be about 300 grams lighter weight wise so people have been trying to figure out where did they cut that weight like what's going on So there was a YouTuber, whose name is Austin Evans, who um, actually took the new console apart and took the older console apart to compare and figure out what did they change. So he found that the new wave has a smaller heat heat sink with a reduced amount of heat conducting copper. And that's where they cut, like, almost all that weight came from the smaller heat sink, less copper. Mm -hmm. So he measured the difference in temperature from the heat exhaust coming out of the original PS5 versus the newer one. Now, this was the digital edition, not the disc edition. The newer model he found ran about five degrees Celsius hotter than the old one so his thinking is that this heat discrepancy is going to make the new console worse than the old one in the long run and when drew and i were talking about this the way he was explaining it to me um i don't know like if you guys pay attention to your consoles when you're running them when they start like if you're playing all day i know my playstation 4 will get pretty warm at times so like i'll if it starts to feel like it's getting too hot for my comfort, I'll turn it off. Give it a break. I'll do the same thing with my Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we've noticed with our PS5, we've run it all day, several days in a row. Because he and I will take turns playing and whatever. And we're running some pretty demanding games yeah, on like it. Yeah, like
3: Demon Souls. and
2: You ran Assassin's Creed Assassin's for a little Creed. while. and like, A couple very, other
3: things. Very big games.
2: Mm-hmm. it's barely gotten warm at all. Like, to the touch, it feels almost the same as when it's off.
3: On a summer day with no AC in a basement. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: Drew aimed our one of our floor fans at it just because he was worried, but, like, it was not giving off heat at all. Mm-hmm. So this new change that they're making to try and cut back on production costs so that they can actually make money, because Sony is claiming that... They've been producing this, the original runs of the PS5 at a loss to themselves.
3: Yeah, apparently they've made no money off of the uh, PS5 sales thus far. And that's why they're doing this newer model.
2: Yeah. Now, Uh in in my opinion, what they could have done, but this is just me, would have been to talk with all of the vendors and the stores who were selling it that all the scalpers were getting it from. Mm -hmm. and start putting in place things that would help to prevent scalpers so that your average person could get a hold of it, and then just raise your price just a tad, and then they would have been making money, and then people actually would be able to get it when they want it. But that's just me. What do I know? Um,
3: There are a lot of, uh, in my opinion, outside of the console not running as well, I think there are bigger problems with this.
2: Yeah, which I'll let you get into in just a second. But basically, it having potentially less powerful cooling um, abilities is going to cut back the lifespan of these consoles for people who play them frequently. Mm -hmm. So it's already a decently expensive console if you breakdown like we did i'll admit it we did get it from a scalper but it was someone who was local we did not have it shipped to us like we drove to the guy's house he opened the box he showed us it was not full of rocks like the ps5 was actually in there
3: <laughs> uh, and he didn't mark it up an insane amount i think for everything we bought i think we paid an extra like 200 for it yeah
2: so it, it wasn't crazy it wasn't my favorite thing to do we were trying really hard to hold off but
3: With this whole new scandal, we're a lot more okay with what we did, yes. and actually mm-hmm. glad we did it, because now these consoles, the older ones, uh, some scalpers are now trying to sell those for, like, two grand. Oh my god. Because it's, it's considered rare now, because now they're not making them anymore, and there's already a limited quantity of them, so now they're being marked up an insane amount more.
2: Additionally, there's no way to tell the two versions apart aside from that 500 grams difference in weight, which is not very much at all. 300. 300, sorry, my bad. Um, 300 grams in weight, and...
3: On the box, it's the the uh, model number. So there's three model numbers thus far. You got the very original, you got the one we have, which is just like the original, but just when they made more of them, the second wave, basically. And mm-hmm. now you have this third model number that's coming out. This third model number is what... They're taking away the heat sink. So the weight difference, and then on the box, the uh, number. Yeah. The model number. That's the only way to tell.
2: Now, this article that I pulled some of this information from, and Stephen, I can uh, drop you a link to it in the Discord in a minute.
0: If you don't mind. Yeah,
2: Yeah, no problem. Um, They're trying to say that, you know, this might not necessarily be a bad thing, because they're saying that... um, The fact that the newer, excuse me, the fact that the newer version is pushing out more hot air, they're saying that that could mean that it's doing a better job of moving the heat from inside the console to the outside of the console, but that just sounds kind of like they're making excuses, in my opinion. I Mm -hmm. I don't think that necessarily works that way. Because
3: it's like, our PlayStation doesn't have to push out as much hot air because it's not really producing as much heat.
0: Huh. So I have, I have questions already. But go yeah. on. I'm sorry, but go on. <laughs> well,
2: the, I mean, that's the basics of it. There's um
3: I have a few theories on the real reason why they're doing this.
2: You can go go ahead. go
3: ahead. Okay. So I don't know if you guys did the same thing that like my family did when a new console would come out, you wouldn't buy it right away. You'd usually wait a year or two and kind of wait for them to work out all the kinks and stuff like that and mm-hmm. then buy the console. Absolutely. i think what playstation is trying to do now is i think with this whole scandal i think they're trying to erase that mentality i think now what they're trying to do is make it we're like well you know you guys should have pre-ordered the ps5 if you did you would have gotten the nicest ps5 that we ever made but now you're stuck with these lesser ones because you decided to wait maybe next generation you'll do the smart thing and pre-order it and get a nicer one and then you know you'll be you'll be set i think that's I think that's the real reason why they're doing it. I think they're trying to erase that mentality of wait a year or two before you pick up the next console.
2: And if they manage to get rid of that mentality, that's going to boost their day one sales by a A significant amount.
1: Yeah. Instead of all... Because I know I'd normally wait at least a couple months, not a year. But I usually wait over a few months just to see their overall reviews of the console before I get it. Because...
2: Yeah, because, I I mean, I can't, sorry to cut you off, Gordon. Um, I know Drew and I and one of our cousins all have day one editions of the Nintendo Switch. And, I mean, I was, I've been pretty fortunate. I haven't really looked at yours to see if yours has had any of the issues that a lot of them were reported. But, I mean, like, my Joy-Cons have the drift in them, which just about everybody's Joy-Cons have. So I just bought aftermarket ones. Other than that, I haven't had any of the day one issues with mine. So, and I don't know of anybody personally who has, but I know a lot of people were reporting day one issues, and that's why a lot of people were not buying the Switch right away.
3: I do mm-hmm. want to bring up a thing, though. I know, like, with a lot of new release consoles, I know a lot of people like to do, ai uh, am going to call it hits. People like to do hits on them. So basically, like, when the PS4 first came out, what people were doing was they're taking the PS4, running it to its limit, having like multiple things download while playing a game and putting it in kind of like a isolated area with not a lot of airflow, and they're pushing the PS4 to its limit, and then it would like brick up on them and stop working. They're like, uh, after this much time, the PS4 stopped working on me. Ah, it's terrible. Yeah. Not all of them are like that, but I do know that a lot of people who are hardcore into that console war. I want people to believe one console is better than the other will Mm -hmm. put hits out on the console. That is not their preferred console.
0: I gotcha. It's like a good YouTube, like clickbait, you know, like not clickbait, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah.
2: Yeah. Because you don't really, if, if you're just looking at reviews, especially if let's say you're a parent looking to get a console for your kid for Christmas or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of skimming reviews, you might not be as familiar with it. If you're not into gaming, so the people who are putting out these hits, as Drew called him or called them, um, might be able to influence what console they get their kid. And it's not always accurate information.
0: Can, can I like ask a couple questions? Yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I just was like googling. I was listening, but I was googling as well. <laughs> so first, first thing that jumped out to me is a red flag. So Sony put out that they the initial launch of the PS5, they were running it at a loss or at break-even. Is that correct?
3: They just now came out and said that. that Apparently, this is the reason why they're switching to this newer model is because they were not making any profit on the older model.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I just fact-checked myself, and I could be wrong. Maybe I misinterpreted it, but Sony is a publicly traded company. So... Did they release any like documents or any any data showing proof of running to the loss? Not ha- to my knowledge. Yeah,
2: I haven't seen anything. I just when I was looking at this, I just did a real quick search for articles that talked about what this YouTuber found of what they changed. So, as of right now, the only information I have about Sony's reasoning behind it is just, hey, they're saying that they're running at a loss, but I don't know of anybody who has dug in and actually tried to prove that yet.
0: Yeah. Well, and my thing, I will never claim to be, like, any form of a financial, you know, professional in any way. Look at my bank account. You can tell I spend way (laughs) too much at the bars. But, like, (laughs) here's my thing. If they're a publicly traded company and, you know let's let's call spade a spade here this is the playstation 5 they have been doing this for a long time this isn't the playstation 2 this is the fifth generation console so you expect me to believe not not you guys but i mean them sony expect me to believe that you are running this at a loss you're a publicly traded company with public shareholders where all documentation has to be made available to my knowledge my understanding of it if you're invested in this company as a private citizen on a public shareholder basis, you need to have these documents like made available to you. Oh, I think it's (laughs) a lie. I I do too. That's what I'm getting at. I think it's like, it's like planned obsolescence. Mm -hmm. They're, they're essentially, like you said, they're, they're trying to get their first day sales. They're trying to get like, The console, I'm sure, console wars plays into that. Like, oh, if they can say that they sold this many on their first day of launch or whatever, I don't buy it. Like, this, if it stinks, it stinks, and this stinks. Like, they, if they were truly running this at a loss, it would have to be public knowledge in the form of documentation. It had to be a
3: calculated
0: loss. Yes, like they would need to have numbers for the shareholders. And And from what I, from what I understand, Sony is a publicly traded company on on the exchange
2: yeah so I'm oh, sorry, go on, Steven
0: Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm just like i'm i'm no, 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 up. you're you're
2: it. good, no, that kind of plays back into my point though of um when we were still trying to get our hands on one and we were talking, I wasn't Sony saying they didn't really not not that they ever officially said we don't care that people are scalping this, but weren't there like people who were trying to contact Sony and ask, hey, can we Like, are you guys going to do anything about scalpers?
3: Yeah, a lot of people have been complaining to uh, not just Sony, but Microsoft as well, because the Xbox Series X is also running into the same problem. People are complaining to them being like, hey, like scalpers are running wild and taking on the PlayStation 5s like we can't do anything. And for the most part, I believe Sony has been kind of quiet on that. Like, I don't I mean, they've had some they've tried a few. I don't even know if I would consider them tactics on how to deal with it but nothing they have done has worked and i don't completely blame sony for this because this is the first time that scalping has been in the gaming scene to this extent Mm -hmm. like i don't know i can't there's been no other console release that has been this bad i think the closest was nintendo switch but i didn't really have a problem getting it i know a lot of people were kind of buying them up and reselling them but But I feel like that that was more of, like, an afterthought. Like, a little bit after the console had been released, people started doing yeah, that. Yeah,
2: and part of the problem that everybody's run into is that these two, including the Xbox Series X, they were released during the pandemic when...
3: People had nothing else to do they, but well, sit at home.
2: Well, that, but also, they didn't really send that many to stores because they were trying to keep people at home. So, it was all done online. Like, there were very very few cases that i can i have been able to find of stores actually getting them in to be able to sell and that's what has also made it so easy for scalpers to get a hold of them because they don't have to run from store to store to store to get them Mm -hmm. you sit at home you set up your bots you do whatever the heck it is you do i don't know Mm -hmm. um and you manage to just have them shipped to your house like like i said the guy that we bought ours from sells them he sells a few. He only ever has a couple at a time.
3: He's not buying up he, yeah, a couple he, hundred he, of them and like then selling them for three grand a piece. He doesn't
2: have his basement full of them, as far as I'm aware. Uh-huh. Um, but he works at home. So he has the time to probably be able to set up and do what we had wanted to do to be able to get our own, which is sitting on your computer keeping some of the Twitter pages up of people who say oh my god guys it's going live on GameStop in two minutes get on right now uh-huh. you can get one without going through a scalper but you have to basically either be working from home or not have a job in order to successfully do that right now
3: because whatever website has them they'll
0: sell out in like a minute or two if yeah. that
2: there's all the auto buying bots yep. yes
0: but- Again, this goes back, and maybe I'm beating a dead horse here, but this goes back to my first point. This is their fifth year in -hmm. the game. So, like, they would have, you either use the pandemic as an excuse or you use it as a reason to do more. Like, they should have, in my head, they would have realized, like, okay, this is our audience. This is how many people will subscribe to what we put out we understand that people are sheltering in place. So we're going to produce more and we're going to make it more available and we're not going to have, it's essentially like a run on the bank. It's like, I need my money and I need it now. Everybody's flocking at one time. So like, wouldn't they have planned for that potent? Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of faulting Sony here because like,
3: Oh yeah. So yeah, so am I.
0: Because like they should have, you know, oh uh, well it's the pandemic and it's this and we, we didn't have enough supply and there's no in-store purchases, but they should have had the concept of the general idea of like, okay, well, it's going to be all online. Why don't we produce more? Because we know our fan base. We know our audience. We're going to sell them. That actually leads It's almost like they, why they wanted, they, they made it happen.
2: Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying.
3: That actually leads me into my second theory of why they're doing the console or they're, they're changing the way the consoles built. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but when like a company makes a console, that hardware sale mm-hmm. isn't actually where all their money comes from. The money comes from people buying games and you know buying their subscriptions and stuff like that. That's where all their money comes from. Mm-hmm. The hardware is just a means to an end. It's just for them to get their money. I think what they're trying to do is because most of these consoles are going to scalpers, I think they're doing this change So that way they can flood the market with a lot more consoles a lot faster to give people more of an opportunity to get their hands on one to then buy games and stuff like that Uh, for them to make money. That's my other theory. It's either they want people to start pre-ordering day one consoles or they're actually trying to start making their money and flood the market with consoles so that way people actually start buying the software that's where all their money comes from
2: it could also be a combination of the two honestly
3: true that that is also possible it's hard to tell because they're not really being too open about what's been going on with their consoles as of lately actually at all
0: really
1: yeah
0: no matter what
1: anyone has
0: no matter what the theory though is like the, the end game here is they're they're trying to benefit their bottom line yeah like they oh that's, that's sony is so also shady. not
3: known for being consumer friendly like they are very much always thinking about themselves before the customer sony's mm-hmm. been like that since the playstation
0: 3 okay i'm glad i got out in the place no actually i did have a playstation 3 Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy like that's that's a huge like it's a slap in the face to the consumer like i'm just like i'm flabbergasted i had no idea it was such a scandal
3: There's also two more things that nobody is really talking about with this kind of scandal thing going on because nobody really thinks about the huge future. What's going to be a huge problem is now that scalpers are taking the old PlayStations and marking them even more, since the only difference is the serial number on the box, what's Mm -hmm. stopping them from getting their hands on a new model and putting it in an old model box and oh. selling it for an old model price. Oh my God. What's stopping them from doing that?
1: And never, never even making their that. own boxes.
3: True. Never yeah, just, never even. Yeah, making
2: it. their own label. Or now something.
3: people are gonna think, oh I'm getting the good one. You know, if people come to the conclusion that they're willing to pay two thousand dollars for an old model and they go to do that, it's probably gonna be a very common occurrence for them to get ripped off. Oh. And another Damn. thing nobody really thinks about is that now that these old models are considered rare, uh, when these are the age of like the GameCube or the N64 or something like that, when people mm-hmm. start collecting the PlayStation 5 as a collector's item, these older models are going to be worth a lot, lot more. Since uh, right now there's already not a lot in circulation, and they're probably not going to make any more, and not a lot of these are going to survive. I got you. Oh
0: my God!
3: So there's a lot more to it than just the consumer aspect.
0: Conspiracy episode three. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: seriously.
0: That's crazy. I mean, like, ah, uh, well, okay, Drew. Why do you think no one's talking about? It? Do you think that they're like? Do you think that like Sony's putting the kibosh on people talking about it, or do you I, think people are just not connecting the dots?
3: I actually think it's more of a Sony <coughs> fanboy thing. I think that Sony is the biggest console right now. A lot of people love Sony, like the PlayStation consoles. Right now, they're the biggest. A lot of people love them. I think that a lot of people want this to be kind of swept under the rug and not make a big controversy out of it. So that way, people continue buying their consoles.
2: This is also, correct me if I'm wrong, has really only come to light in the past week.
3: Yeah, this is also a very new thing. I just found out about it like two weeks ago. Okay.
2: It wasn't even two weeks. It was like this past week. It was this past week that you came to me with it. So like it is, I mean, I don't think it's going to blow up much more. I do think that it is going to be really tamped down and like, you know, it's really not that big of a deal. Like this article I found where they did address all the things that that YouTuber found, but at the end, they're like, you know, that could just mean it's better at pulling the heat out. like, that's, that's not how that works, but okay.
3: It is definitely a a bigger problem than people are going to make it out to be, but I also blame. The Sony kind of fan club. I really believe that they are going to just going to try to push it under the rug and try to be like, ah, you know, it's still going to be kind of the same. You should still buy one, because I I know that Sony knows they don't have to justify what they're doing because their fans are going to justify it for them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Holy crap, Gordon! Did you know any of this?
1: I I did not know any of this because I'm an Xbox fan, not all. <laughs> <know.
0: laughs> well if it happened at sony it's gonna happen at microsoft is gonna (laughs) probably like take a page from their book in a year so get ready
3: and now that microsoft has bought out uh what is it bethesda so the new elder scrolls is probably not going to make it on playstation that's going (sighs) to give the playstation fanboys much more of a reason not to make a deal out of this uh because i know a lot of playstation people are a lot very upset that it's possible that since microsoft now owns bethesda the new elder scrolls that a lot of people have been waiting for a lot is not going to make it to playstation and that bothers a lot of playstation people i i can see it not
1: showing up on a uh, playstation oh
3: yeah i think it's going to be pc xbox only
1: yeah most likely if they even make a fucking another one they What's just it? released a, they just released the same Game for what the tenth time in a row now? Oh yeah,
3: that game came out in, like two thousand like thirteen, I think.
1: Like they just released the fish. Like they they added one new feature. You yep. can fish. Sixty dollars price everyone's... tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for the
3: remaster to come out in like two or three
1: years. Oh, <laughs> uh, you—that's too much time. It'll be coming out next year. <laughs>
0: Completely, they'll be they'll,
1: they'll start doing teaser trailers for a new Elder Scrolls, and it's just gonna be the same one in the long run.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we have to like send when we like tweet this video out, we have to use like we've had Gamergate, I think we need to like call this Console Gate, <laughs> like because this is like a scandal and a half. And like, oh,
3: it is this yeah. is the kind of stuff that I follow a lot,
2: and like he said, a lot of people are just focusing on. Well, it's going to run hotter, but that's not really a big deal, blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to just like make that go away. They're not thinking about the additional ramifications that he just went through.
3: Yeah. Nobody thinks far ahead in terms of that kind of stuff when it comes to consoles. Hmm.
1: I yeah. still want. A new Xbox. I just don't want to pay fucking a grand for it. Well, now, hopefully Xbox doesn't do what PlayStation is doing.
2: Yeah, and the from what I understand, the Xboxes tend to be a little bit easier to get your hands on.
3: The Xbox I, consoles are also technically better in terms of hardware and performance. The only yeah, reason why I, people go with PlayStation definitely. is for the exclusive games. Uh,
1: yeah, which is why I think that they're gonna, which I might lean towards agreeing with you in elder schools coming out on xbox only because that's going to be a very big game to yes. draw a lot of fans back to xbox and uh, pc in general
3: i say if you're not if you're not looking at a playstation for demon souls or the spider-man games
2: god of war or
3: god of war then i highly recommend going with the xbox because i think the xbox has better hardware better software and it's more consumer friendly I honestly because they have like three different tiers with three different price points for and they're very it's honest about what it right now oh, only two tiers right now
1: um yeah the Xbox s series s and series X series s is completely digital no heart no like disk drive or anything it's 100% okay. digital games only and the series X is has the disk drive and has two or three Has like two or three more percentage, or however you say it, not technical terms, but has a bit more processing power and uh, overall, like, I guess the RAM, I guess, is maybe it's not the right word, but they have it has more. um, Do
3: they use the word teraflops to
1: it? It it might be that, yeah, that
3: because I hate when companies do that because teraflops doesn't really mean anything, and for some reason, these console companies like to should run the the term teraflops when it actually doesn't hold as much meaning as people think it does
1: yeah and i I want to say i did only i've only ever seen one uh console for playstation or xbox for the new generation in stores and it was a xbox series s and i saw it at walmart like a week ago and then i went up the next day and it was gone
3: Yeah. yeah i think that in my opinion i think microsoft has had the superior console since the xbox 360. I think the Xbox 360 was better than the PlayStation 3. I believe the Xbox One was better than the PS4.
2: I disagree with you on And that, I but...
3: believe that the new Xbox is also better than the PlayStation 5. But I, I play PlayStation people. more because of the exclusives. I'm a huge Souls fan, and unfortunately, they have to put a few exclusives on the PlayStation because FromSoftware has a deal with Sony. So that's the only reason why I play PlayStation.
2: And your wife's a PlayStation fan, so she said we're buying a PlayStation.
3: But not only has the hardware always been better than PlayStation, but the software is also better. And they have better customer service, and they have better prices. They have better programs. It's just all around a better company to put your money into, in my opinion.
2: You can fight me.
3: (laughs) It's all, all around. It's xbox i mean i am a playstation guy i play playstation more than any other console but xbox is the superior console
0: damn that's like a big
3: statement i don't even play xbox anymore i haven't played xbox in years i only play playstation and pc but i recognize just because i play something more than another doesn't mean i'm not willing to recognize that one is better than the other the one i play is not better
0: And I'm a normie, and I'm like I I know her
1: blood blood pressure rising right now. (laughs) Like
0: Drew, if you need the number to a men's shelter, (laughs) let me know.
3: (laughs) I only I try to only talk in truth, and I'm not I'm not a fanboy. I mean, I used to be an Xbox fanboy.
2: This is a debate that we've had since we were dating. Okay, (laughs) like this is something that pops up every. Every so many months or so many years.
3: I mean, I'll give you one example why Xbox is a better company to put your money into than Microsoft. Xbox hey, regularly. Um, hey, Dr- Dr- hey Drew. sorry.
1: <laughs> Got a little confused there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but uh, Xbox has a program, the uh, Game Pass. They actually started this, and other companies started to follow suit. Uh, and I know. It regularly goes on sale. I think like you can pay like $5 a month and you get a couple hundred games to, to go through. Like not even just um, Microsoft exclusives. It's a no. whole bunch of games to go through and they're constantly adding more and even some games get released on there for for free. I
1: I should tell you this. You That's the wrong number. Not a couple hundred. There are are well almost 500 games you can get through the Game Pass. and it's when you get the Game Pass... And they they, the they regularly pass. hold
3: deals to where it's like, eh, you you know, a dollar this month to get started. It's not
1: even that. It's also, when you get the Game Pass, <sighs> for like another dollar, you can get gold, and you get all those go- free games for gold. There's always at least 100 plus games on the Game Pass. Crazy and now, audio. as of le- over the pandemic, you now get all the EA pass game for free through the game xbox game pass
3: that's even more crazy value than i thought and then you go over to playstation and it's like if you want our version that's going to be five dollars no we're not including playstation if you want to play uh the playstation now games that's a separate subscription by the way and oh, okay. also if you're on the play the playstation 4 not crossplay, you have to pay a get another subscription to play that as well so have fun with that
1: where xbox allows you to do cross play for free yep with playstation compute mainly computers uh, but because a lot of their games like for example all halo games are released for free if you have the game pass on xbox it's crazy i'm going to be able to play halo infinite for free when it comes out or if I, i think that's the next one right yeah i'll be able to play that for free on my computer and my xbox because i have the uh game pass
3: yeah they're making the multiplayer free to everybody and then the campaign
1: will be included with game pass
3: which they, is like, um, how much more consumer friendly can you
1: get and they wanted to uh, release it before the multiplayer is ready and everyone's like you do that we're gonna fucking kill you <laughs> like we're not buying this game if you release halo before it's ready to put out because they were going to release it without multiplayer and without the forge functionality yeah i, I heard about that and I'm a huge Halo fan myself. And they, th- that's just not a possibility because the fact that they're bringing back Forge, I am... Stoked. I, I've got to say, this is what's going to get me back into Halo is because I loved Reach for their Forge in that oh, it was yeah, the one sure. game that you could transition from Forge to gameplay without having to do a buffer. It just automatically switched uh, yeah. you. The There's amount no of loading game- screen. The
3: amount of game modes that fans have created that have not only become regular game modes in the ha- halo series but have transcended out into other multiplayer games is insane yeah like flood the Ooh, yeah. that, that flood Flood's game good, mode man. or like i i think it's called the flood game mode i, no, infected, I know what you're infected. talking about the infected game mode that made it to call of duty and that started yeah. out as a forge fan-made game from halo and that made it all the way out to call of duty
1: in a lot of the fan made games as you said keep showing up as featured game modes yeah griffball uh, and all those other game modes too when you that, put that kind
3: of power into the uh, players hands for them to create their own stuff and then you you know hype it up and put it as a regular game mode it incentivizes people to play in forge more
1: and that's what i think is one of the biggest selling points for this new halo game is going to be forge and pc just... forge with yeah. mods, I don't... If the Xbox allowed mods on their games, they would probably... Sony would might go out of sale for, like... Or go out of... Like, no one would buy, I think, PlayStations if people found out oh, that you could sure. mod on Xbox. Infinite would become...
3: That, Infinite would become, like, CSGO. It would become timeless.
1: Exactly. And it I, would be played I,
3: forever if they never made another Halo.
1: Exactly, and I fully... Wish that they would allow for all their games to allow you to mod the hell out of them.
3: For be
2: sure, be able to
1: download mods offline and do exactly what you can do on a computer. Because when you buy the Xbox Series X, you're buying a, you're pretty much buying a,
3: a mini computer.
1: What's the equivalent of a desk, to, like a mid-scale gaming computer? Yeah. For. $600, and, not even $600.
3: And Microsoft is becoming more and more open with what you can and cannot do on a console. To my knowledge, I believe Sony, I mean not Sony, Microsoft allows a lot more third-party uh, applications than Sony does.
1: Oh, 100%. They, um, there's a lot more third-party games going on and a lot more variety of games, in my opinion. Like, for like example, The only, the only thing you, Sony has is exclusives. Um. Yeah, I understand. One second, Steve. This is more important. Um,
2: I, I have an idea, Steve, and I'm about trying to run by him. Hold on. Um,
1: the game that just came out recently called Dead Cells.
0: You don't call out the production notes in the episode, you dick.
1: No, I don't care. This is more important than cutting okay, to the next topic. Listen,
0: Lizette's married to him. He's not going to marry you.
2: I can try. <laughs>
3: I could uh, go on forever on these topics.
2: Keep, keep an eye on the Discord, Steven. I'm going to answer you in a second because I just got his approval for something.
1: Uh, I But for example, while they do their adulting <laughs> trying to keep us under control No, stuff, this
0: is 100% Drew's podcast though and Lizette yeah. and I are just the producers and you're the fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is what it is now.
1: It's Dead Cells is I don't know if you've played it or heard it. I know of the game. It is, in my opinion, one of the... Uh, it's a really good 2D game. So I, it, I've heard. I I was expecting to play this game and... Uh, I was expecting to play the game and be kind of like, like... 2D Mario kind of deal, but it was a lot more in-depth and to play than I was expecting it to be. But I don't think we have time for that in this episode. <laughs> this is getting
3: Sadly. into a good we're... segue for my next topic, because we were talking yeah. about Halo and stuff like that, and I know they're trying to bring back the Halo Pro scene, and that's going to be a really oh. good... because I'm going to bring that back up in my next topic.
1: But we're getting yelled at by uh, <laughs> our co-hosts to um, wrap it up. Sorry to... uh spoil the production notes as i was just told but you know,
0: you know what gordon you can do the outro then i
1: you do the outro steve That's because
0: you don't know how to do it
1: exactly i don't know how to do it. i'm playing minecraft while talking about video games
0: oh. <clears throat> i'm gonna save my jokes and uh don't get me wrong yes there were some production notes going on behind the scenes but we were running close to our, our time so you made you just made me realize that the villains in this story and I don't like. Yeah, <laughs> <that. laughs> I did. You are the bad guy in the story, Gordon. Don't forget. No,
3: I am not. These are important topics.
0: No, they they are, and I definitely think that it, uh, it. I was following along, and I was actually learning a lot. And I realized that this is probably Drew's podcast now. It's great. <laughs> I would like to thank Anchor for sponsoring us. We couldn't do this without you, and I appreciate you letting us do this. Uh every week and we're loving it and I hope the those of you that are listening are enjoying it with us please join our discord server the on-air conversations are probably similar on discord so I would love for you to be a part of it um if you're looking to start a new podcast look at look up anchor check them out because if they give us a platform they'll give you a platform and they'll make it very easy (laughs) with that being said (laughs) Thank you to all my wonderful, wonderful co-hosts and the new host of this show, Drew. (laughs) We will see you in the next one. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and executive produced by Gordon Bryant and me, Stephen J. McLean. Today's co-host was Lizette Ayala. You can find her on Instagram at xshadowsongx. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speak Easily Productions. Our social media manager is Kylie Gregg. Our theme song was composed by Robert Van Jacobs. You can follow him on Instagram at Bobby underscore Spectre. To keep up with the latest about the show, follow us on Twitter at Let's the Letter B Nerds. Or join our Discord server, which will be linked in the description box below. Thank you to Anchor for sponsoring our show, and thank you for listening.